Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Comfort Watch, the podcast where we talk about the movies and TV shows that we turn to time and time again for comfort. I'm Elizabeth, I'm joined by my little cheetah print nugget, Chrissy, who's upright. <laughs> Who do who party people? Last episode, Keeks, you were horizontal. Yes. You were longitude. She has been erected. You were alive. came early. I've you, risen. You do seem lively. Uh, not really, but I'm on a couple pain meds right now, so. Great. Everything's groovy. Pain meds and a microphone. What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> it's what the people came for. Oh, how has your week been? Oh, God. Non-existent. I don't even know. I'm so tired and so, like, just in a haze. So I, it's been fine. It's fine, I guess. What about you? Yeah, like, it's the same. It's January, snowy, very snowy where we are. So I'm not leaving the house much. But I did go to the office last week. Oh, yeah. Which was, so for those who don't know, I work from home, but then I commute. It took me three and a half hours to get to the office that day. No. In downtown Toronto. No, thanks. Two and a half hours were just getting to the train station to take me to a 45-minute train. No. And, and I, I used to do that every day. I know. You twice a day. You used to call me every day on your drive. And Once I, it passed 701, I was like, she's up. I'd be call like, her. you would call me and I'd just text you and be like, I need to blow dry my hair. If I start talking to you, I can't blow dry my hair for like two hours because you're going to not want to get off the phone with me for like two hours because you'd call me every day. And I remember one time I was... <laughs> I was getting um, organic blueberries from a bunch of, uh, I was going to say Mormons. I don't know what they are. Like Pennsylvania Dutch. They wear the old lady, like the old timey hats and clothes and they farm Mennonites. blueberries. Something like that near my house. And uh, I got in the car and with all my blueberries and you called me on your drive and then you got in a car accident. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? You were like looking for your antidepressants in your purse. That's right. I got in a car accident from looking in my purse <laughs> for my antidepressants. You went, oh, I haven't taken my pill today. And then I hear, oh, whoopsie. Oh, and everybody. Yeah. And everybody kept being like, were you texting? I'm like, no, no. Like, I didn't want to say what I was looking for. Because yeah. like looking for my antidepressants in my purse. <laughs> I forgot all about that. <laughs> you were like, oh my God, oh my God, I got a car accident. I have to get, I was, and then you get out of the car, but you didn't hang up on me. So I heard you go, I'm so sorry. I know. <laughs> my car was just, the hood was damaged, but the other guy's car was fine. Yeah. It was, you rear ended them, but it was just so funny that, like, I just heard the whole thing. There Eventually, was... I hung up because I was just driving within the background, you talking to someone about hitting their car. There was a period of time where I would, like, t lightly tap bumpers all the time. Yeah. Like, I think, like, I would just be judging too close, be like, oop, boop, love yeah. tap, tap yeah. your car. But no. Yeah. So I went to the office. I liked it. I liked waking up and putting on hard pants and going to work and like having my hair blow dried. I just forget how to people like I, mm -hmm. there were so many times where I realized I was like, okay, Libby, I didn't even know if I ever, my name's Libby. We say it's, that every okay, once in a while. Okay. I've noticed that we yeah. throw that in. I, okay. It's Elizabeth, but everyone in my life calls me Libby. I was like, Libby, <laughs> you need to smile. Like they're talking to you. Smile. Like face turn on. Yeah. Turn on face. Yeah. That was like that. It was, but it, I liked it. And then we went out for dinner 
and I got food poisoning mm-hmm. and I had to take the train home with food poisoning. How so I went, I bought instant food poisoning. I bought Pepto-Bismol at the train station, wow. which cost $20 <laughs> for like a 10 thing of them. I chugged, I think I put like five in my mouth. Really? I was like, if I OD on this, it's worth it. Cause there won't be a mess. And then I literally like, okay, it was just terrible. I made it home though. Yeah. But I was like, what a way to end a day. Yeah. Just in pain. You doubled over to the sun. Yes, what you get for being an a, I tried. a woman out in the world again. I know. I'll probably do it next month again. Like yeah. maybe once a month, go go people. But yeah, that's all right. That's about it. It was a good time. Tons of fun. Yeah, and then just playing in the snow. You know, getting a baby into snowsuit. Snowsuit. Yeah. <laughs> God bless the people who do that for a living <laughs> at the daycare. Yeah, I know. That's a job itself. How many kids are there? Do you think there's. 15. I need to put them all... By the time you get them all in a snowsuit, it's nap time. I know, but then I think, like, that's their day. Like, they're yeah. like, okay, from 10 to 11, we'll put everyone in their snowsuit. From 11 to 11.15, we'll take them out of their snowsuit. That's 11.15 to 12.45, we'll take them out of their snowsuits. Yeah. And then it's lunch, and then it's night night. That's night right. Nights. That's so funny. Yeah, they everybody go home. Just imagine a bunch of... You're going like, no, keep your glove on for, like, an hour. Just don't... Don't... You need your We hat. need to pay them better. I know, I know. If they went on strike, they get paid literally in an hour. Everyone would be like, oh, you want way more money? Okay, here. Don't make me watch my own child. <laughs> I can't do it. But if they make more, then you pay more, and then you going to work doesn't seem worth it, and then... Well, there is the government credit that hasn't kicked in for this place yet. Yeah. So it's expensive. Yeah. But he has fun. He seems to like his life. They send little felt like photos of him outside in the snow today. It was very cute. So it was <laughs> a good photo time. photo you send me, he looks sad. He, I, he looks like, yeah, like not sad, like melancholy. Like he's like, what is life? <laughs> yeah. He looks like a he's very introspective. He's always having, he looks kind like of... a 19th century French poet. Yeah. Like he's just like moody walking around yeah, and he, he wears black too. Yeah, Every clothes. <laughs> he's in a full black snowsuit like Batman. And he's just got the saddest face. He's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> he's Bruce Wayne. And he's like all the crime in the city. It's really getting him down. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's Master Wayne. <laughs> Call him from now. <laughs> that's amazing yeah. um let's get into our recs of the yeah. week all right so every week we let you guys know what we're watching eating drinking listening to reading uh that is has brought us comfort yeah what's your what's your rec oh you want me to go first yeah why not well i've been talking a lot okay <laughs> you want me to go first yeah you go first okay this week it's a little light i haven't not much has brought me comfort in the last little while but um i noticed i've been watching one creator quite often on tiktok and um she's actually i think she lives in toronto and she's this young girl i think i don't know how to pronounce her last name i think it's taylor efford or taylor afford she's this she's got to be under 30 but she's getting married this week and her whole thing i don't know if you've seen her she has this whole thing called she's a rat bride what's that so a rat bride is a bride who doesn't want to do any of the wedding things it's, it gives them anxiety to have a wedding so everything she's doing is very like against like she's forcing herself to shop her wedding dresses she just feels very uncomfortable with the whole concept of having a wedding because she doesn't want to be looked at she's there's a lot of things she talks about 
she's coming to terms with a lot of things about like her own body image and mm. uh, a few years ago she was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and she's really struggling with like her health and what does it mean to be like what if her diabetes acts up on her wedding day and she has like this like severe anxiety but part of her journey of being a rat bride she's also just like super cute and has like a really i was gonna say why are we watching if we're feeling sad she's got like a cute little voice and um what's funny is she's actually on i was at shoppers drug mart and her face is just on the side of the essence little end cap you know like essence has their own end cap with you know all their cheap makeup i had no idea what that was called oh you didn't know i didn't know what an end cap was i would just be like yeah you know that little thing (laughs) at the end of the aisles that they put them on we both have never really worked retail no you don't want me to no but uh she she her face is on there because sometimes she does do the odd like modeling she's i think she's an actor but um being a rat bride means she doesn't she wants to look like herself on her wedding day so she wants to do her own hair and makeup risky yeah which i think you wanted to do but you knew it was a bad idea i did you were kind of rat bridey actually i was like i was thinking this like, i was like i'm like a hamster bride like i did yeah. half of it yeah you were kind of the same Mouse way bride. where you were like i don't want to look at wedding dresses oh i hate everything like, i hated wedding dress shopping yeah it like it felt like you out it felt like dress up like it just felt so weird yeah. to be i've gone dress shopping for other people but yeah for myself i don't like attention that's yeah. why i have an audio podcast <laughs> don't look at us i'm looking her up because she's super cute so she's getting married this week finally but for months every day she tries out a, does a trial of her wedding makeup on her tiktok and every day people are like less of this more of this warmer colors originally she was going with all cherry she wanted cherry colored eyes and cheeks and then now she's all the way back to like doing like just like warm browns and then yeah she you know every day she's trying something new finding the perfect foundation the perfect how to curl her hair and it's it's the week of and i don't think she's fully even settled on it but i've just been following her along and i don't know i just think she's adorable this week she also so she they had an apartment wedding with just her and her i guess now husband and like an officiant like just in their apartment by themselves because she doesn't want the big wedding but he does so she's doing it for him that's so that reminds me of friends when what the hell are apartment pants (laughs) (laughs) apartment wedding yeah i don't know she's just really cute and i look her up she's just kind of like i don't know sometimes when people are just good at telling stories like oh yeah like i hate with tiktok that like it the video restarts so soon and when it's like a 10 minutes of someone telling a story i'll just put the phone down and listen to it oh it's a podcast oh i doing your own hair and makeup for your wedding is a risky move yes give yourself time that if you had to rewash it yeah because like did about 40 percent of my makeup i had her put down the foundation yeah and then she did like the double set of lashes on me she did most of my eye makeup and then i was like i'm gonna do my brows i'm gonna do the rest of it because everyone wants dewy makeup and i'm a matte makeup girly i was like powder me to the tits no i love a dewy makeup i loved my makeup that day that they did on me oh you looked fantastic i loved it but what i realized that day is that actual full beat makeup is very bronzed i was like the top of my forehead that connected to my hair was like 15 shades darker than my skin and then it like ombre into my center of my face but if you look at photos they have bronze me to tits 
I feel so weird when I do too much oh, in no. my own life, but for the wedding, it was fine. I just wish someone had told me that I had sideburns. <laughs> you didn't have I do. Sideburns. Listen, I wish I could digitally edit. I don't even look at my wedding photos because of my sideburns. I don't even look at them. Get them photoshopped. Is that sad? I don't know. Pay Nathan to do it. Yeah. Hey, Nathan, my <laughs> lifelong friend. Why don't you go in real close and tight on those mutton chops? Don't <laughs> make you feel better. Who cares? No, there's a few head-on shots that I'm like, I like. Because you can't see the sideburns? I feel are. like okay, there are those people who, this is a weird tangent, they they post their wedding photos like so many. There are two wedding photos yeah. that I like and I just post those. Yeah. Like the photos are nice, but I like myself in them. I like Matt, the way he looks in them. Yeah. I think you liked your engagement photos more. I did, yes. Yeah, you posted a lot of them. And those. I did my own hair and makeup for that. Yeah. See? Well, this girl's onto something. But also, I just wanted to give her a shout out on her wedding week. Like, good luck. Yeah, good luck. It's not, like, I know she's like really stressing out. Like, it's just over really fast and like no one cares. And if you're like me, you black out. Yeah. I remember saying, I do, walking down the aisle, can't tell you anything that happened the rest of the night. Really? Literally blacked out. Oh. Not from alcohol, just emotion. The emotions are too heightened. That's true. So maybe hopefully that happens for her too. Yeah, it's a lot. Do I remember my wedding? Some of it. See? It's been 10 years though, almost. That's a long time to remember something. Yours was only two years ago. Not even a year and a half? No. Two? <laughs> oh, I you forgot. You a year and a half year old son and you didn't get pregnant till after your wedding. I forgot. Math is hard. <laughs> I forgot. It's actually our 11 year since we started dating. We broke up along the way. Yeah. Anniversary today. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Most that's tough. cute. Most What's tough. your other wreck? Um, my other wreck was, so while laying down, I also blew through all of shrill again i've seen it before but if you haven't like i don't know how many people know about shrill because like Amy bryant is from saturday night live and like to me she's a famous person but i don't know if she's really a household name to other people i think she's got a, a face people will be like oh i know her yeah i think if you're cool you know who she is but mm-hmm. i loved shrill so much when I and I only watched it through one time, like well as it aired, and then I rewatched it all in basically like two settings because it's so short. You can do a season in like a couple hours. Just if you need if you need some content, uh, it's like girls esque. If you want girls, but more recent. If you want girls, not in New York City. No, yeah, and they kind of have it a little bit more together. <laughs> a little more, I said. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, a little bit more for sure. But it's honestly, it's a. There are moments of, like, uplifting body positivity and, you know, like, there was a line that says, like, you got the big ass, you make the decisions, but, like, don't let men decide shit for you. You're the one with the big tits and the fat ass. You make the choices. Oh, I like that. Uh, You know, it's very motivational, but also it's, like, it's really funny and watching it again now, like, I also started to make me think about how when I read books or watch movies, I don't care how problematic the people are. I just want them to be together. And I like... It's our generation. Yeah. It's like, it's a very like princess. Like, I just want people to end up together, whether or not I think that they even should. And watching this show made me think about that a lot and about how every person that she dates even though they're terrible to her i'm just like oh but he likes you and like what where where the fuck is that why is that it made me really think about my my life a little bit (laughs) and i often think about that when i see people even on tiktok talk about first dates and they're like he seems he's got a job and it's like no why are we like bottom of the barreling true 
He wanted to go out with me and he has a job. That's not enough. That's literally how I dated for most of my 20s. Oh, you asked? Okay. Yeah. I should be grateful. Yeah. Now, if I were to do it all over again, not like it. I'm happy with my, I choose my choice, Charlotte York. I choose my choice. (laughs) My choice. But that's one of the best lines of that show. I choose my choice. But I would literally treat it more like a, audition to be in my life yeah so like yeah i used to just if if they liked me i liked them yeah liking me was my favorite thing about them yes and i've even seen it i saw someone on tiktok talk about like was it a good date or are you just really entertaining well you had a tight half hour stand up yeah that's the thing is i loved going on dates because i would just beep up it was my own personal podcast talk about me yeah and i used to talk we used to talk about each other on dates. I know. That's how, because we also were each other's life partner. Maybe that's why no one really wanted to continue dating me, because they're like, she's gay. <laughs> <laughs> she's gay, and she's dating a woman named Libby. The biggest will they, won't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, our parents thought we were, I think your sister asked us once, but. And I said, I feel bad for you if you don't have a friend who's close enough that people ask if you're lovers. Yeah. It didn't help that I always had, like, a, a shaved head. I think if, you, <laughs> if we both were, like... If we, help. if we both, like, wore hair extensions and lip liner like you, I don't think people would ask us, but I always had a shaved head and, like, yeah, I look like... Oh, man. I miss your shaved head. I miss that kaleidoscope of colors. I miss it, too, man. Shaved head is a lot easier to work with than what I got going on right now. Yeah. We should go back to it. You got a lot of hair. <laughs> It's like, I'm a little bit bald, you're a little bit too much hair. A little bit rock and roll, yeah. yeah. I'm a little bald country. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, you, you do your wreck. My comfort wrecks for this week. Pumped up as fall. Okay, so my comfort wrecks for this week. This is not an ad. We, no one's giving us ads yet. Vision Board 2024. Yeah. But I tried Factor. Did I talk about this last time? No. You told me that they were coming that day. I didn't. Yeah. So I ordered that Factor meal delivery service because I can't cook to save my my life mm-hmm. at all. I eat toast, mm-hmm. peanut butter. What else do I eat? Chicken nuggets that my son doesn't want. That's it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I order a lot of takeout. So maybe this will be, you know, economical. Don't you know I love it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm on my second box. Yeah. I already placed my order for my third. Wow. I'm eating real foods. Wow. I, I, I had to send an email or a message to Laura the other day and be like, is rosemary supposed to be spicy? Because <laughs> I ate something that had a lot of rosemary in it and it like kind of burned my mouth a little bit. Oh. Maybe I'm allergic. Maybe a little. Anyways, there's a there was dill in my meal tonight, and I don't like that, so I'm never going to order that one again. Okay. But I liked it. It was really good. She's experiencing herbs. Look yeah, I'm not the best when it comes to food, but I'm trying. She's trying. We are trying. And uh, what's my other recommendation? Well, this isn't really a recommendation. I think, did I talk about Rachel Rambles before? No, but I actually just started watching her this week. Yeah. So Rachel Rambles. You might have talked about her. I, I think so. I tagged her though, so. She was in the Schultze Collective. I've been, I just watched her baby shower one before I came over here. Yes. And normally, like, I don't love mom content because I watch TV to escape and pretend that I'm 25. Mm-hmm. 
I'm either 25 on TV or I'm like 50 with my housewives. Like yeah. that's what I want to be. I don't want to be having babies. Mm-hmm. But I, I've been liking her updates because they're not super granola mommy. I yeah. don't know. So I've been liking her stuff. My other recommendation uh, that I was going to say is Jason Kelsey. <laughs> Watching him Honey. rip his shirt off. I can recommend and him his every big day. man body. I like. I find him to be the more charming kelsey i think he's the hottest man alive he looks just like your husband which is so weird to me i just don't know how i didn't know about him this whole time the whole time the whole time there's been football the whole time nothing brings me greater sadness than i wasn't on tinder in philadelphia when he you could have been same time that kylie was because jesus christ that man is a good looking man would you i don't you know what you would either lean really hard into wag culture like What's wag culture wife and girlfriend oh you don't know what wags are? No. Wives and girlfriends are the whole culture of like athletes. So it's like oh. soccer wags, football wags. Oh no. So Taylor's a wag, but like the queen wag is Victoria be Beckham. Out with Taylor Swift. Yeah. And be getting under that big man. I don't know. You'd have to. You'd, I'd have. Be. You'd have blonde hair. You'd have to dye your hair blonde. Athletes love a blonde. I I've been blonde. What's the thing? Like you put like a ball in their hand and they're just like blonde hair. I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> Hockey guys, forget it. Blonde hair. Oh, he's so hot. No, I don't think I don't like sports. So no. I don't think I could date a sport guy. Also, I truly believe one day they do just murder you. So well, and I'd be thinking, but I'd be sleeping real <laughs> different room. <laughs> yeah, I'd CTE is like, real. Yeah, I'd be concerned about that. I hope that. But that's a long that game. You'd, you'd have some lovely years before that, though. Oh, he's such a good look. Anyway, guy. so I was watching. I never really got it with him i was like yeah he seems like a football guy but then seeing him at the game being like a little hooligan i was like that's like he's cute with his shirt off oh so funny so cute that's my recommendation i gotta watch his documentary now yeah my recommendation is talking about jason kelsey with your friend asking her are you a travis girl or are you a jason girl i literally won't let myself watch like youtube videos with him in it because it makes me did you see him cry yeah i did it makes me sad that I, he's not my boyfriend, so I can't. That's how him. I feel about every crush I've ever had. <laughs> I'm sad it. they're not my bo- boyfriend. I can't watch things with people in it. And also, so in Shrill, there's also one of my crushes is in it too. Who? His name is Cameron Britton or Brighton. My crush who I don't know. He, I don't know how to say, I don't know how to pronounce people's names because you never hear them said out loud. How long did, what I used to call Tyga, Tiga? <laughs> I also thought Cillian Murphy was Killian Murphy. It is Killian. Oh, it is Killian, but yeah. I'm calling him silly and say I still don't know. Um, because no one's ever said it out loud to me. But um, he he's in Shrill, and he's like another like six foot five chubby guy. And he's so sweet in it. And he's just... I've had a crush on him since he played... Uh, I knew you were going to say this. Ed Kemper's his name. Yeah, and the fact that you saw I Mindhunter and we're like... I that. saw Mindhunter... Two seconds into his scene, I was like googling who he was. Followed him on Instagram. <laughs> so weird. I don't know what that says about you. I see a thick boy, and I'm like, where are you at? Hey, boy. A thick boy who might have like who's playing a murderer. Oh, mm-hmm. he's born in 1986. Oh, good for him. Good for you. Good for you. That's a year before our movie was made. Oh, that segue. Um, we have two people that we want to say hello to this week. Guys, people have been messaging us and it's so nice. It is so nice. We want to say hello to Ashley 
and congratulations on your new job. And if you're listening on your commute, drive safe. Don't be like me. Don't reach for those <laughs> antidepressants and hit that car in front of you. Antidepressants when you get there. <laughs> you don't even take them on the drive. You can take them when you also, arrive. carry them in your purse like me everywhere so that that jingle jangle is like a fun little cat People bell. Oh, it's you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's living here. It's like, yeah. Sounds like a fexer. <laughs> um, and then we want to say hi to Samantha. Samantha. Thank you for messaging us. We hope that you are having a lovely day. And if you want to message us and let us know how you like the pod, what movies you want to see. We also got a bad review this week. Oh, my <laughs> God. About it? I was upset for well, a second. We kind of want to crowdsource based. I don't. I think that it's fine, but maybe we should crowdsource. Okay. So this person commented that we talk too much before we get to the movie. Now, I'm under the opinion that... You know, there's a lot of movie podcasts out there. And if you want just like the quick and dirty, this ain't it. Yeah. Go somewhere else, which is fine. Like, I'm not even like upset about it. Like, we do talk for a long time. But would you guys prefer if we like wrote in the show notes, like the it starts the movie portion starts at timestamp? Yeah. Would you like a timestamp? Because personally, I've listened to many podcasts and the riffing is like my favorite part beforehand. Mm -hmm. And I remember like my favorite murder when I don't listen to them anymore. But when I did, they were faced with this, too. And I'm like, no, they're like two comedians joking about life and talking about their cats. Like, I want that content. And the murders were like less interesting to me. So I don't know. You guys let us know. Yeah, let us know. If you're like, shut up and tell me when the movie is, but you're still going to listen, I'll tell you when it's Yeah, and remember, (laughs) I got my antidepressants real close by, so be gentle. (laughs) Be gentle. See, for me, especially when I listen to podcasts or anything, or watch a video, I hate when they're short. So, like, I'm never, I'm never like, when does the good part start? Unless it's a TikTok. But for a YouTube video, for a podcast, something in the background, I want it to be long. Talk forever. Well, sometimes I don't like the guests that people have on, so I want to hear just them talk. Yeah. And then I dip out for the guests. Exactly. And, like, maybe you don't like every movie that we do, but you're just like, hey, how are those nuts doing? Yeah. And that's also, I think, that, like, yeah, you don't even have to watch the movies or even know them. But if you enjoy listening to us, you're just going to stick around. Yeah. But let us know if you'd like a timestamp. If not, we're just going to keep... we're not gonna stop talking <laughs> no no that is not deterring us in any way we're just we will make things a little more accessible if uh if if you guys want that yeah okay let's take a break and come back with this week's movie and we're back when the moon hits you I... <laughs> this movie i'm not confident i had actually ever seen it when i was watching it really i think i have maybe like m- maybe when i was a little child Really? Yeah. See, Moonstruck is one I don't think I watched with my mom, but I feel like I came to it maybe 20s, and I was like, this is a cozy good time. Start to finish, cozy good time. I don't think as a child I would really have liked it or like gotten it just stuck to anything in it. But as an adult, I was laughing by myself. So funny. I was howling. This movie, 1987, the year I was born. Mm -hmm. Share. Nicolas Cage, Olympia Dukakis, mm-hmm. John Mahoney. Who else is there? I don't know the, their names. <laughs> got some Mushnik Ma- from Little Shop of Horrors. We got some Italian people. Yes. Were they all actually Italian? No. The, the oldest guy, the the father of Pop. Of Pop. He's like Irish to me. Let's see if but he, he is. Being like, la luna. 
The, the sad part is like if I understand the words that you're saying in Italian, yeah. you're not speaking Italian. Yeah, that's true. I like, know a lot of it. Uh, right away, he said uh, "veni qua," which is yeah, like, come, come here. here, and he said "piano, slow down." Like, <laughs> yeah. I know if Costi's listening to this in Italy, she's like, they're not speaking Italian. Yeah, and like we grew up. In Italian families, Italian Canadian families. Yeah, but they did, I don't. Your grandparents never spoke Italian too much, did they? No, they talked. They spoke Italian when they were fighting, and they didn't yes. want me to hear. Yeah, so I didn't grow up with a ton of Italian being spoken around me. I actually picked up most of it from dating an Italian whose grandparents did talk to in Italian. <laughs> I took Italian for my first year of university. The classes oh, really? were three times a week at 8.30 in the morning. Oh, God. Did you regret it? So I lasted for three weeks. Yeah. I was so bad that the teacher said to me, you know, if you're not Italian, you don't really need to take this class. And I said, but I am Italian. <laughs> and they said, mm, okay, maybe drop it. You saw your sideburns and didn't know? I think I read Greek. <laughs> The Greek class is down the hall. <laughs> Man, look at these sideburns. You think I'm a munch cake? <laughs> no, it was so bad. Anyways, but we're, so we're in a recognizable kind of Italian that I really like. New York Italian. American is, Italian. Is, Lady Gaga Italian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Premium. Premium Italian. It's so good. Even though Cher... Cherokee and Armenian. Wow. Beautiful combo. How do you think her performance is compared to last week's movie, Mermaids? Mermaids is better. Mermaids give her the Oscar to me. Yeah, absolutely. Over this one. Yeah, I agree. We had Holly Hunter broadcast news. Glenn Close, Fatal Attraction. Oh. Sally Kirkland, Anna. Don't know who she is. But I do recognize her from other things. Meryl Streep, Ironweed. Don't know that. I don't one. know that movie at all. And then Cher, Moonstruck. Wow. Man, poor Glenn. Never won an Oscar yet. No. This would have been crazy lady who boils your bunny would have been a good one to get it. Imagine though you don't win the Oscar and then the woman who does wears what Cher wore. A Bob Mackie. <laughs> With that. Didn't she have a big like headdress she on? She sure did. Too? She was a lot. Olympia Dukakis won Best Supporting Actress. And the I could see year? that. Yeah. Wow. A, good for her. A lady's sweep. Wow. I love that. Good for her. Yeah, she was fantastic. She was so good. She reminded me so much of my nani that there were moments in this movie, like the kitchen, mm-hmm. the, the like little tchotchkes around the kitchen, the salt and pepper shaker, the dishes, I ha- the house coats. I had to like take a moment because I was getting a little emotional. Yeah. Just love it. Like all the furniture, the old pictures of like old Italian people that you never met. Yeah. It was so, it was perfect. But... Not directed by an Italian man. Directed oh. by Canadian director Norma Jewison. Oh. Scorsese was busy. <laughs> <laughs> Tarantino wasn't quite making flicks yet. <laughs> Marty said, not enough talking. <laughs> yeah. He has a long conversation. It was a very short movie. It was. Yeah. But not too short. No, but I was like... At one point, I was like, is there more happening to this plot or is it over? And then it just ended. Let's give a brief rundown of the plot of this movie and then we'll get into some details. Why don't you tell us? I literally last night I was watching it 
I was about 20 minutes in and Jeff comes in and goes, what are you watching? I was like, I'm watching Moonstruck. And he's like, what's it about? What have I missed? And it took me about 10 minutes to tell him what he'd missed in 20 minutes of movie because they, they set up a lot. Like you have to know, well, in this and cause of that and cause of this, like you had to explain a lot of things to, in order to even get to 20 minutes in. So the plot is there's this, a woman share Loretta. She, Loretta Castorini. Yes. She's 37, 37, which she, I take umbrage with. Yes. And she's she was married and after two years her husband died and she thinks that the, the marriage was cursed because they got married in City Hall instead of a proper wedding. And now she's dating this like much older guy named Johnny. Johnny. Camaretti. And, and Johnny proposes um, in like the first scene of the movie and it's not romantic. He doesn't get down on one knee. He doesn't have a ring. So and, upset. And she's like, you got to get down on one knee. You got to propose properly. My last wedding was cursed. We got to get married. Let's get married in a month. So they get engaged and he goes, I have to go to Sicily. My mom's dying. That night. That night. To the, they were she was saying, you can't have fish before you go on the plane to Sicily while they're eating dinner. And so he gets on the plane and says, once my mom's dead, we'll get married. He goes to Sicily then he goes on his right before he leaves he says you gotta go find my brother we had a falling out his name's ronnie and we haven't talked in five years and you have to invite him to the wedding and she goes okay when she gets on when he gets on that plane and that, that little italian, italian lady, <laughs> someone you love on that plane i curse that plane oh god I, I had i couldn't remember the movie at all so i was like is it gonna explode but i love that she took my my husband and then said, I didn't even love him. <laughs> so my no-no was born in Canada, went back to Italy, came back to Canada when he was in his early 20s. Mm-hmm. He was allegedly engaged to this woman named Linda. Wow. He didn't tell Linda that he was going to break up with her. So Linda put a curse on my nanny. <gasps> And every time something went wrong in my nanny's life, like she hurt her back, she had to have surgery. Oh my God. We'd be like, it's Linda. Oh Linda my God. put a curse on you. So I burst out laughing. Oh God. That's Which, so funny. So funny. Linda. Linda. So good. She's so bitter, but I love it. Curse people. That sounds, that's good. Yeah. Curse people if you need to. You gotta. Yeah. At least scare them. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. My sister's on the <laughs> It's so funny. So horrible. So then the next day, I don't know why Ronnie's not going to Sicily because his mom's dying. And they his mom don't, doesn't like him, he said. Up until the very last scene, they don't even mention that it's also Ronnie's mom, even though you know. But he's not there. She goes to find Ronnie the next day to, to say, I want you to come to your brother's wedding. And he's Nicolas Cage baking in a basement. Camerary Brothers Bakery is, was a real bakery oh, that really? recently just closed. Wow. I can't believe the amount of baguettes down there. That's a lot of baguettes. There's so much bread in that That basement. girl, Chrissy. I'm in love with him. He doesn't know I just it. love that he's like, Chrissy. I'm like, that's me. <laughs> I'm in love with him and he doesn't even know it after he lost his girl in his hand. He can't love again. Oh, my God. So funny. So the reason why he hates his brother and was going to even like kill himself in front of her to prove it is that his brother ordered some bread and when he went to slice it, it ate his hand. The slicer cut off. He his looked fi- the wrong way. And the reason he looked the wrong way is that Johnny made him look the wrong way, which I thought is Johnny and Ronnie. And she's like, that's not Johnny's fault, which just infuriated him. So now he has a wooden hand. He hates his brother. Johnny has his hand. Johnny has his bride. <laughs> yeah. 
so the the plot kind of kicks off because she goes can we just like go to where you live and talk this over and he's like i live upstairs they go upstairs so first of all i want to talk about ronnie's apartment do you did you notice this Mm. he had like a pinterest girlie's apartment for about five minutes and went where are they so ronnie (laughs) looks like he hasn't bathed in yeah like if you saw this movie yeah and you bought bread in your life. Yeah. You got to know your bread's covered in a man's sweat. I just kept thinking that too. Like yeah. Matilda, she put her sweat and blood into this cake. All so over gross. Bread. His apartment is like what, yes, cool girls on TikToks have 80s themed apartments now. Okay. But so he's ha- he's obsessed with opera, which is like a weird side part, but he has like a Lab OM like print above his record player Mm -hmm. and all the walls are white there's wainscoting then in on one side he has a mint green vespa that he uses to hold all of his books like a makeshift bookshelf yeah that is like someone who moved to italy and was like this is what decoration is ronnie contains multitudes i just it was too it was clean well it was clean. Even was. his bedspread was like boho chic. Like everything about it. Like now I could see a cool girl on TikTok having that and being like, I love this type of style. Get ready with me in my Moonstruck apartment. Yeah. yeah. I just, I, that is not at all what I thought. I feel like almost the filmmakers kind of made a mistake in his apartment. Ronnie, if I'm being very picky, could have been fleshed out a little bit more. Yes. So the original title for this movie was The Wolf and the Bride. Oh. And they make a big deal about him being a wolf. Yeah. Like a predator. And you're not a lamb. Yeah. And he doesn't, like, he does have that side of him. Yeah. But then we never really see why he loves opera. You know, yeah. he's... He didn't really take after the way his brother treats women. Like, there's something... He's the odd... He's the black sheep of his family. Yes. There's something odd about... Yeah, they didn't... I I wanted more, though. I found him very interesting. Me too. And I'm not a Nicky Cage girl. No, but I was in this movie. Were you really? Okay. Just so... He's great. This is where the plot then turns around. They're talking about, like, why he's such an angry person. She cooks a mistake eat it yeah and then they start kind of fighting and he gets she talks about how he's the wolf and he chewed off his own hand to get out of a marriage he didn't want to be in or an almost marriage he didn't want to be in and that he did that to himself because that's what wolves do and he gets so mad that he flips the table and then he grabs her and she doesn't even react when he flips the table he grabs her and he kisses her and then he picks her up and goes, son of a bitch. <laughs> I was part just howling and part so turned on. I was like, this is the hottest shit ever. Why does he yell that? It's like, so he's funny. like, we're going to do it. I just thought it was the funniest. When she says, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. And when he's like, son of a bitch, picks her up, like picks her up like she's three pounds, whips her up, takes her to the bed. And then she's just like, devour me. And I'm like, yes, let's fucking go. The worst part of this movie is that they don't show anything. No. Basically, they don't even show like they've even undressed at all. And they're they're making sounds like things are happening. And I'm like, you guys haven't got far enough. I want to see. I want to see everything. But they just everyone's still dressed. She's still dressed like a nun. She does dress like a nun. And it's over. Loretta Kesterini. 
Yeah, she, uh, there's kind of something, um, so when they're in the restaurant, when Johnny's proposing to her, he goes, a man who can't control his woman is funny. And I was like, oh, that guy, I would have gotten up and left. Yeah, exactly. But there is something like, get in my bed, woman. Like he, they always say, I want you in my bed. I want you in my bed. Yeah. And I don't love that. Why? Aspect of, I don't know. Like, I don't love that maybe... Oh my I'm going to cook for you. I would never say, you seem upset. Come on, I'll go make you something neat. Like, <laughs> the ultimate kind of femininity that I love is Carmela Soprano saying, I'll fix your plate. Yeah. Like, I love that. Yeah. But I'm not that. No. But everyone who raised me was like that. Yeah. So I guess I see that in them where I'm like, it's, it's a little subservient, mm-hmm. but it's not. I don't know how to explain it. I don't I, love it. I don't know why she just meets a guy. Passion. It's, it's her brother's, or it's her her fiance's brother, and she's like, I'm gonna make you a steak. I don't know what. First of all, what's the age gap here? Okay, I was Googling like crazy. 31 years. 31 years between the brothers. Yes. Wh- why did they do that? They should have cast someone else as the, as both of them, honestly, but as the older brother. Because he's also, so in this movie, he's 23 in real life, Nicolas Cage. Wow. And she's 41. Right. And the brother of his... No, she's 40. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like three years before... uh, Yeah. She's like 40, 41. And then the brother's in his 50s. That's 30 years. Yeah, I know. But I guess like those little Italian nonas, they weren't doing birth control. So maybe maybe Ronnie was a whoops and that's why his mama did He's got to be a whoopsie poopsie. But like 20... Like that's a... Like I don't believe that as... A it was good age gap but and it didn't really matter to me too olympia dukak is only 14 years older than Cher. i googled like crazy i was like how old is every single person in this movie i oh, had wow. to know because it just i kept thinking olympia dukak looks amazing she has gray hair but if you look not a wrinkle she looks true drop the skincare routine she looks great and it's because she was only 54 <laughs> Well, that's <laughs> like she yeah. wasn't that old, but she's supposed to be this like Nona. She is. And there's supposed to be other siblings, right? They just don't talk like they're just like, he's in Florida. Yeah, I know. Yeah. His brother moved to her brother moved to Florida after he got married. Yeah, they don't really. It's, <sighs> there are missing that Italian aspect of like the chaotic home. Yes. Where the, there's lots of kids and people coming in and out, but their version of that is the grandpa has five Listen, dogs. Listen, <laughs> and this is a plot point that if they had an Italian person on set, they yeah. would know. I have never met an Italian person who loved having animals in the house. I've never met an Italian person with a dog ever. Yeah. If they have, if they have animals, they have cats. Yeah. And they don't like animals in the house. Yeah, exactly. And now people might be thinking, that's not true. My whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to say this as my proof. Everyone yeah. I know. Every, yeah. <laughs> Well, we do know a lot of Italians. Yeah. None of um, like it's Italian American, Italian Canadians. Yes, that's true. Not real ones. Yes. Yeah. Our our version of Italian, but like I didn't even the first thing I did when I moved out is I got a dog cuz even my second generation Italian parents mm-mm, Yeah. No, no animals in this house. Now they sleep with my bulldog who just farts all night and they're fine with it. But when I was younger, I was not allowed to have. My dad was only allowed to have cats because yeah. my nanny liked cats. Yeah. Uh, my Marie, Marie won't have a, has never had a pet. Yeah. She won't have a. It's, yeah. I've never met other Italians with pets. Yeah. That was a weird plot point. I mean, I loved it. Don't get me wrong. Why were there I, I noticed a lot of the dogs weren't shedders though. So that was, that was cute. They're very wiry and they, but they were all mutts, which I also thought I was sweet. That. that like, and they don't really explore like, does the grandpa collect them? Does he 
find dogs on the street. Like, I kind of wish we even had more. His only subplot was that he went to a grave and they talked about the moon. Yeah. And about love. He's a little man. And I kind of wish they followed him a little bit more and like found him, like watched him find a dog or something like. Have him talk about lost love. I know. A little bit. I wanted them to explore it a little farther. I did, however, love the aunt uncle. Loved them. Loved them so much. They were so cute. The aunt is so adorable. <laughs> I love those characters. I have a problem though. What? The last scene, no one offers her a seat and it made me very upset. I thought about that too. Why didn't Ronnie get up? If this was a real Italian family, someone's hand would have been reached over, smacked upside the head and been like, but you can't sit down. But <laughs> <laughs> you see a rose, sit down. That's what it would have been. Yeah. Um, yes, I loved them too. Great small cast. Very small. What do yes. you think of Cosmo the dad? I do not understand the character at all because he speaks in riddles, first of all. Did you notice that? He yeah. goes, a bird. Uh, and the stars. And the stars. And he, like, repeats it. And everything he says is in riddles. He seems very angry. I don't know if in the end you're supposed to be like, and he does love his wife. No. I don't I don't know. I did not like his character at all. I just kept trying to think of where I knew him from. It was Little Shop of Horrors, and I don't like him in that either. I don't know if it's the actor or something about it. So... <laughs> Yeah, so with Cosmo, I thought it was really interesting because there's definitely like this, he kind of has that poetic side to him, almost the way that Ronnie has, Mm -hmm. where they both love opera. They love, there's there's kind of this thing with Italian men, or at least Italian-American men, Mm -hmm. Italian-Canadian men, where they hide their romance a little bit. Yeah. They have to be macho bravado, Mm -hmm. and then if they do shed their light on you to be like romantic and soft... That yeah. it's it's a treat. There seems to be like a she keeps saying like why do men cheat on women or why do they chase women because mm-hmm. they're running from death. There seems to be like a thing like a midlife crisis thing happening here. Yeah, it's, well, I think they also show that in the woman that he's dating wears like hot pink, really showy jewelry. He buys her like obnoxious jewelry, and his wife is so much more like plain. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's definitely... It's the Madonna whore thing, right? Yeah. You marry one, you step out with the other. Yeah. It was a little uh, Sopranos-y, like yeah. I got a kuma in the city. Yeah. It was, I don't... I, he gave me the ick, and they also never explained why he... They. She said, you weren't even at my first wedding, you didn't pay for anything, like you weren't part of it, and I don't know if he didn't go to his daughter's wedding on because he was didn't support her or because it wasn't... Like, why did they get married at City Hall? I think it sounds as though he was like a, a white guy, like a shit. Oh, like, wasn't her like Loretta Clasterini Clark or something like that? Munch maybe cake. because, yeah, maybe because it was just super quick and romantic. Everybody seems really impulsive in this family. That's true. But Cosmo, to me, Cosmo and Rose is a more interesting love story. Mm-hmm. She breaks my heart when at the din- at the breakfast table she tells him to stop. Have I been a good wife? Like that's heartbreaking. I know. I, I was like, I see why you won the Oscar. I know. It's so heartbreaking. I also like when she, like she's out with the dad from Frasier when John she's, Mahoney when she's out with him and I don't know like and that's maybe that's a toxic part of me too being like I want them to be together when we know he's a bad guy. He's but he he the, he has that same thing too of like I want just somebody to look at me. Mm-hmm. The way I used to be. Yeah. And he and, says it, yeah. And even 
when he when Cosmo is talking to Mona, he's saying all these things like, and so I said, do you want the best? Yeah. Like he's saving what he used to give to his wife yeah. for, but I can understand, listen, happily married. I can understand how sometimes you just want to be somebody else though. Yeah. And when the two of them have dinner, it's not romantic at all. No. But like, how rare is it really that it's um, a single or a married woman yeah. is ever, if, it, if it's not at work, going to talk, going to have sit down and have a meal with anyone who's not her husband. Yeah. Especially when like everybody she... knew her in that restaurant too. I know. She seemed like she enjoyed it though. She did. I think she did. It gave her a little thrill. Yeah. She hasn't felt that alive in forever. What do you think of, um, well, I love a makeover scene. Okay, but I did have a comment on this makeover scene. Okay. It it was just a missed opportunity for a makeover shopping montage. They just skip everything. I wanted music. Like, this movie has the trappings of a rom-com, especially with the story that the uncle says that the Cosmo was so in love that somehow he brought the moon all the way to their house, and then later you see the moon, and that's like a symbol of love that's brewing or whatever Mm -hmm. and like that is something that happens a lot in rom-coms where someone tells a story and then it gets reflected on again later that you know has meaning and it has like the 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 little pieces of rom-coms but it needed it to lift this into from kind of like an obscure i don't even know just like could have been a stage product i kept thinking this could have been a play it could have been a play i kept thinking that this is very much like a play but what it would have taken it from that to like a proper hollywood rom-com would have been some 80s music like what i want and then her getting her hair done and her they don't show her shopping for all those clothes i honestly think and in doing some of the research that i did for this movie they had no idea what this movie was going to be. No. And while I was watching it, I didn't know. Like, I just kept being like, where are we in the movie? And I love it. I love it, it from the second it starts. Yeah. We, we have Dean Martin playing. I'm like, okay, we're in. <laughs> Keep your, your ass in the seat for the next two hours. I didn't scroll on my phone the whole time I, other than Did trying to Google. find people's ages. And I didn't look away and I was laughing. I was engaged. But I was like, I don't know if we have two hours left or five minutes because I don't know what the plot of this is. I think like Loretta's makeover scene, there's something of like him bringing her back to life in a way. Yeah. And I like that. He fucked her back to life. Really? (laughs) He kind of did. He's just, if only it worked for Jacob Elordi. (laughs) (laughs) He's so tall. Like, how many calories do you think it takes a day to keep him up alive? Like, he's so tall. He's like a stick bug. Of I saw him on Saturday Night Live, and I just thought... And my friend sent me a text message. What was it? My friend Ashley said... Hang on, she sent me a... I mean, that said, Jacob Bellordi is like Timothy Chalamet with more water and nutrients. Jacob Bellordi was able put in the, the sun. Yeah, if he, could, he was able to grow if he got moved into a bigger pot. Yeah, it's like when I tried to grow beans in the third grade of Miss Thompson's class. <laughs> put one in the sun. <laughs> I was in that class with you. I know. Um, I just I remember so, that. <laughs> yeah, the beans and the chickens that died. No. Oh, maybe that was Miss Soda's class. Oh my god! No. We had an incubator and they cooked them. It was sad. It was so sad. Oh no, I don't think I was on that class. It was so sad. Anyways, there's a thing with Johnny with Johnny and Loretta where she takes care of him. She dotes on him. It's sad to me to think that somebody thinks at 37 that they need to settle for that. It's sad for me to think at 47, 57 you need to settle for that. The, a guy who, she goes, give me your pinky ring. And he goes, I like this ring. 
Like, he won't even give it to her. So sad. I don't know. She and, got the crucifix front and center and the collar dress. Yes. And they, they also don't, like, it's... I feel like I've seen other movies where they explain things more. And I guess you're supposed to take things at face value. She dresses like that because she's technically a widow. Mm -hmm. uh, isn't really getting any whatever. But like, is she a feisty person that's been years of, you know, making her feel unloved? So she just has like muted herself into. I think so. I feel yeah. like Loretta feels as though she's been punished for being in love yeah and for being impulsive so everything she does like at the flower shop she just she feels as though like her time's done my time's yeah. done yeah i feel even like i just feel like even in other rom-coms they would have made more of a point of showing things like when that old woman says i cursed the plane she goes i don't believe in curses but her I, face is so cute i feel that like movie. that i feel like that would have had like some kind of like even maybe like a like the way the score works would have showed us like this is her going i don't want to be an old woman who curses things because she does believe in curses she just talked about a curse the whole way there how her what her marriage was cursed that's why i got hit by a bus mm -hmm. and then seeing that old woman maybe that was actually supposed to be the turning point that like shook her out of i don't believe in curses i'm not some old woman who regrets her whole life maybe i had a note about the curse so oh yes so i feel like loretta has some magical thinking about her life so yeah. if her husband never died yeah she never would have thought she was cursed yeah anybody could say when there's tragedy that my life is cursed yeah but she really has some it's it seems like her life is is penance almost mm -hmm. for being happy and when her mom says do you love them? Yeah. Because it's, they'll, what is it? They'll break your heart. Yeah. If you love them. Yeah. I thought that was so funny. It's like almost the, if you're the more loving one in a relationship, like it's going to hurt like hell for you. Yeah. So she's like, I like him. So that's okay. If your child came home to you. Yeah. And said, or even not forget your child, your sister, whomever, me. I like this guy. I'm going to marry him. I don't love him, but I'm going to marry him. I'd be like, does he have a lot of money? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the only reason to turn that around. Is True. Like, is, is it going to take care of you? Okay. True. But, and it seemed as though it was just she just wanted somebody to take care of would she yeah and that's another thing i didn't think they like flushed out enough like why is she like okay it, yeah it made her seem like she'd given up honestly i feel like she's someone who just says yes to anything because then her his brother's like let's get it on and she's like yeah everything is just she's just going with the flow of life man people propose and accept it oh see i disagree really i think ronnie is brings out the true loretta of mm -hmm. impulsive like he's 23 she's 37 she got married when she was 28 like she feels younger when she's with him yeah that's true and i think well what's the timeline for this movie we got a bit less than a week right uh two days no uh, he's in two Italy days. for a few days no that's what they keep being like he's supposed to be in, in italy he's not anymore kate she drives she eats dinner gets engaged drives in the airport the next morning she goes to the bakery she sleeps with ronnie a couple hours later she sleeps over at ronnie's that night she gets home in the morning that night's the opera next morning is it or maybe it's, i i no. interpret it as like the opera's this week no it was the next night mm. because she i can't remember there's a point where she goes i'm not gonna be home for dinner but she had just come in she the mom said i told i told your father that you came home last night Oh, okay and then she goes okay i'm not gonna be home for dinner because she's going to the opera so 
the, this was another we asked you know when we used to do more rom-coms earlier on like could you fall in love in a day 48 hours i don't think i could fall in love in a day but i could definitely get perspective of what i was missing yeah passion that's all yeah no you could definitely destroy your whole life in a day or Absolutely. like i could do it in less than a day watch me <laughs> like you know what i mean <laughs> oh watch me it's olympic sport how fast i could do it honestly been there done it yeah been like okay this is gonna ruin everything but it's, in the moment it seems like a good time and ronnie makes this big speech of like we're our lives or we're supposed to ruin it and make mistakes and yeah. I, he was selling me on ruining your life i was yeah. like okay ronnie you're talking yeah. her into bed i get it <laughs> what was i saying Ta- yeah timeline we go to the opera what do you think of her opera dress I, lo- I loved everything. I'd be upset to be behind that hair at the opera. <laughs> Her hair was huge, obnoxiously big, though. Like it did look, it looked very nice. Gorgeous. The curls were perfection, but it was like like Simpsons poof. It was Patty and Selma. Yeah, the same shape. It's it was a bit much, but she she pulls it off. I don't know how she does it. Stunning. She pulls it off. Even when they were like zooming in on her eyebrows, when they were like tweezing them, I'm like, don't tweeze them. Leave a little hair. She looks perfect. Leave her. She is. Leave her. I just couldn't wait for them to get the what are the grays at the front of her hair. They said disgusting grays, which I take umbrage of. (laughs) We both have. I've got. I haven't dyed my hair. Lots of little. I haven't had a haircut in. I haven't had hair color in like six months. Your mom. She's mom. What is that? What's that trend? We're mom. Of course we're going to have disgusting grays in our hair. We're mom. Yeah. Of course our sons poop in their socks. Yeah. We're moms. That's right. The only person who kisses me is my son. Moms. Um, I thought it was a great outfit. Mm-hmm. It's not... To me, the most memorable Loretta look in this movie... No? ...is the coat walking down the street. Yes. Absolutely. There, yeah, there wasn't... I think I compare it to Pretty Woman opera scene. Yes. We, I thought, you know, where it's more of like a, whoa. Well, that's the thing. I wanted that big reveal, and you kind of didn't really get it, because like, she already has all the clothes at home. She's, like, trying them on. No, she bought the dress. I know what she bought, but, like, you don't yeah. see the whole process and then she's like trying them on in like the living room or something or is that her bedroom okay i couldn't tell they said that they lived in a really big house and she had a f- fire in her room and everybody kept making a big deal about the size of this house maybe it was just like an apartment that they turned into a h- home yeah it looked like a, yeah. a a small apartment building but they had the upstairs True. too and like i was trying to figure that out yeah as well. it was a very large room because for a second i was like is she in there? but then there was the mirror and i thought okay maybe she's not in the yeah. living room yeah it was really- be real awkward if your dad came home or your pop with all those dogs yeah i just feel shirtless. like i feel like that's like those two scenes could have just been more fun shown more i'd like to see her in like more looks like body time. yep hair body face mm-hmm. lady gaga yes i totally agree with you but loved it <laughs> yeah in this movie like every other thing we've seen that has an opera La Boheme, does it have an... Do you know what it's about? It seems like it's Moulin Rouge. Isn't it? Um, she dies of tuberculosis. A love story between a poet, Rodolfo, and Mimi, a seamstress, as they're faced with the challenges of Mimi's declining health. It seems like it's, it says about youthful passion withstand every trial and tribulation of life. So I guess it's kind of alluding kind to of the similar, plot. Yeah. But it's a tragedy. I love how, like, it's men introducing women to opera in these movies. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it'd be me being like 
Look at this play. It's called Les. I know Les Mis is an opera, but just, just yeah, chill. yeah. No, really the men are the cultured ones. Um, when they're at the opera, I thought that it was going to be like when Carrie sees Big. Yeah, I thought she was going to see her father in the audience. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would have been good too. It was after. How did you feel with that reveal? Where they just kind of where she's like, I don't know if I saw you either. Like where she kind of just lets them skate by. I think like her own guilt. She's Italian, man. Mm -hmm. Her own guilt is like I did the same thing essentially. Like how can I wrong you for cheating on mom? Because I've just cheated on my fiance. We're both at the opera with people we're not supposed to be with. I would be. I would throw a bigger fit. Also, I'm a widow who's engaged. For five You're married minutes. for a long time. Oh, and yeah. You're and lying. it's also your parents. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, she kind of just lets it go. But maybe because she, her mom had already told her it was happening. It wasn't like a shock. It was just confirmation. So it wasn't as like True. upsetting. I don't know. She's also kind of involved in her own shit, you know? Yeah, she's got a lot going on. She does have a lot going on. I love the part where I love the whole last scenes in the kitchen that's my that's the part also where i was like this is definitely like was it ever a stage production because that scene alone is something i could see on stage because it's in one room everyone's in it people keep coming in and showing up and like that's very much like a play like i love that scene so apparently during the filming actually fun facts some of this movie was filmed in scarborough oh which is just outside of toronto yes so there's a lot of lore around this movie and how tense it was to film oh allegedly Cher was quote-unquote difficult to work with she that scene in particular they had actors yelling at each other Mm. norman jewis and the director had to clear the set specifically to talk to the actors to be like you got to do this one more time like we're not getting it Mm -hmm. he made people say like we're going to stick this out we're not going to lunch until you do this Cher threatened to report him to sag for not letting people have a lunch break like it was tense in this movie a union girl gotta respect it there were hiccups between Cher and Nicolas Cage where he thought she was difficult she Mm -hmm. thought he was difficult he didn't think that maybe she was allegedly think that she was as good of an actress i think as oh. like he said that she really needs a good director wow he, he's like i'm a coppola and I she's the one who pushed it. for him to be in this movie oh i have and facts. he got there and it was ungrateful yeah it seems as though it was really really stressful for everybody making you this can movie. kind of tell but the scene is awkward and it is tense it's tense but, but i think it adds to it like Apparently it was Pop, the old man, who made everyone just be like, one more time. Yeah. We're just going to get this, get through this. It's interesting, though, because you wouldn't think that the actors there, not saying anything, but like, there's no names there, really, to command presence besides Cher. I'd be like, why are you yelling at me, man whose name I don't know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like Nick Cage at 23, no one knew who he was. But he was a method actor. So he mm. had just like pulled out, had two of his teeth removed for like another role. So I could see him being very. Yeah. When there's people who are a little hostile, thinking that it's their art or their craft. Part of me is just like, are you even that good then if you have to go to that place? Yeah. who did, I saw a quote recently. I think it was an actress where they said like, do you method, method act? And she's like, I've never had the luxury. Yes. Who was, was that? that Natalie Portman? Basically that women can't, don't have the luxury of method acting like men do because they'll be labeled as difficult or crazy. Whereas men is like their artists. It was Nat Portman. Yeah. 
Natalie Hirschleg. That's her real name. It is true. If you saw a woman saying, like Shia LaBeouf and Fury, I'm not bathing. Mm-hmm. I'm not brushing my teeth. I'm only like reading the Bible. I'd be like, are you okay, sir? I, I mean, Shia LaBeouf's a bad excuse because he's a little problematic. Yeah. But look at Daniel Day-Lewis. But honestly now, especially like as soon as you said to me, that she was share was being is known as being difficult i discredit now anytime i hear a woman is known as being difficult in movies because we now know that that doesn't that's not what you think that's mm-hmm. not she wasn't probably or she was just asking for the same things a male actor would want olympia dukakis did stand up for her and say like she had been working for yeah. years like since the 70s and had been working with all these men so any kind of pushback no you yeah, had to you just, had to push back yeah and i'm sure a, a woman in the 80s saying like that's not how i want to do this or this needs to be like this they were like no fuck you but she's been yeah she's been in the business for a while and she used to work with her husband i know and i'm sure that wasn't fucking easy no but there's also something about there is something more palatable about a woman who has the husband like you know like you're yeah. like, especially at that time where you'd be like defer to the husband the husband the and, husband and at that point also Cher is a huge star and it, and and honestly probably where the term diva was coined like she they used to call just like women celebrities especially musicians divas mm-hmm. remember there was like a wasn't there like a divas live yeah divas live like it she that's her to a t and they probably were like this bitch comes in here thinking she's more famous than all of us she can do whatever she wants but really i'm sure she wasn't nearly as difficult so it's interesting and i was going to save part of this but there's a Q score that measures likability or like um, popularity of actresses. And at the time, they said that Cher had a very low Q score when this oh. movie came out. And there was an Where's article. the score kept? I don't know. I think it's like by studios or something. Interesting. Oh, my God. I would love to have access to that. So there was a quote in the New York Times in 1987 that said, quote, there's no clear evidence that Cher has pull. Some evidence says that she doesn't, end quote. Mm. Interesting. I think she's maybe just proving it. Looking back, she's proven that she has great pull. They said Stephen Levitt, the company president of a marketing firm, said she's never been as popular as she was on television in 1974. My prediction based on the data we have is that people are not going to go out of their way to see the movie that she's in. Whoa. I certainly called that real wrong. I know, I know Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again wasn't out yet, but if it was, you oh, take burlesque. that back. <laughs> a dark and moment. What was it? The Mask? Mask. Mask. Not The Mask, just Mask. What else was she in? Um, Silkwood. Okay. Uh, death. Be- uh, not Death Becomes Her. Which is a V-Swick? Which is a V-Swick, yes. When they throw up all those one. cherries. Oh, um, sus- is it Suspect? Suspect. Yeah. Not enough movies, I don't think, actually. I kind of wish it was a lot more. Not enough. So we close out this movie with Cosmo says he's going to stop. He smacks the table. That was so funny. And then he's done. Okay. I got to say one of the best monologues is you're throwing your life down the toilet. (laughs) What are you doing? Put some makeup on that love bite. It's so funny when she says it, the way she throws her hands up, you're throwing your life down the toilet. (laughs) And then when Michael's cage shows up, he goes, you got a love bite. I love it. I, I love, love bite. it. When was the last time you gave someone a love bite? Oh, my God. I don't even think I ever have. Like, I think the last person was me giving it to myself on my hand to see yeah, if I could. to see if you could. I don't think it's really... I remember we used to do it as a joke to see, if, like, how long it would take. And it takes a long time. Remember? Who did they say? Oh, they said Taylor Swift gave Travis Kelsey a hickey. 
Oh. I think she's a little smarter than that. Maybe. Whatever. Anywho, Ronnie or Johnny comes back to break up with Loretta. Yeah. Because he thinks if he marries her, his mom's going to die. <laughs> yeah. But then I was like, but if he, she marries your brother, does your mom die? Maybe she lives forever. Maybe she, yeah. What is it? It's, they just don't really cross that enough that like they're brothers and both their mom it's both their moms and she's dying I don't know if Ron if Johnny and Loretta had sex not that no, it matters you all, I, I don't think they also tell you how long they've been together yeah it just seems like it was just like a nice time a couple dinners yeah marry you yeah and then the movie ends with like everybody around the table I love it I love it too hold on I want notes my first note was why so many dogs because <laughs> i was literally like one two three four, four five. five uno dos tres <laughs> amazing uh, that was all your notes <laughs> my first note was why so many dogs the second one is this ronnie's apartment why does ronnie's apartment look like it at pinterest girlies and my last one was missed opportunity for a montage Honestly, I I didn't even think of who I would recast, and I think it'd actually be fun to recast. I think this movie is a prime one that should be remade. Because I do no. think... I think, though, it, it doesn't even have to be called Moonstruck, but I think they can take the premise, and I think it can be done well as a rom-com. I you put the right people like in it. Italian-American depictions are always godfather, like mob. Yeah. I thought it was kind of nice that this wasn't that... Like it was, yeah. It also doesn't have to be Italian. Like if it I don't know, I liked it about that. No, I do too. I think it does give it like a really good, it like. But they don't, they don't lean into it too much. There's not a whole lot of like. I guess they do go to church. There's not a whole lot of praying, but they do go to church at one point. Like it's not as Italian as things I've seen. True. <laughs> I think there's like um, there's something universal about the aspects of italian american life that they did choose like yeah there's a lot of crossover between italians and jewish families yeah like, there's also like crossovers between like i love my big fat greek wedding because i mm-hmm. see a lot of italian in that it's like they picked parts of it that were we all have a mom who like yells at us a little bit who yeah. tells us to go pray you know what the one also continuous line through it entrepreneurship they all own their own businesses. They all did. And it's the same with like all all the Greeks. One, one's got the, <laughs> the restaurant. One's got the travel agency. It is like a very similar. It's like the whole town is your family. For you go in each shop. It's yeah. every, every, that's your aunt and uncle who owns that shop. That's your aunt and uncle who owns the bread place. Everyone owns a business. Yeah. We should have gotten my friend Martina who lives in Brooklyn to give us like a. It's still like that. Yeah. Back to you. <laughs> <laughs> There's still Italians in Brooklyn. She's still, she still she talks like this isn't. too. Does she really? Yeah, she talks oh. like this. I love that. She's like, I was on the West Side Highway. That's how she talks. <laughs> I love her. She's gonna hear that. And she's gonna, she's gonna, she just messaged me. Snap out of it. I lost my hand. We didn't even talk about the snap out of it scene. Oh yeah. Why did she hit him twice? <laughs> I feel like one slap would have been sufficient. I love that she hit him twice though. I feel like that almost wasn't scripted. I feel like the camera moved a little bit. Like it was like, I'll just do it again. <laughs> Maybe because they were so mad at each other. Maybe she's like, I'll slap you once for Ronnie and sla- once for Nicholas Cage. That's true. <laughs> do you want to know who was almost in this movie? Who? Okay. So director always wanted Cher. Okay. But the studio wanted Liza Minnelli. Oh. Rosanna Arquette. What? Demi Moore. <sighs> 
or Barbara Streisand. It's, I think that Bar- I do agree that Barbara Streisand and Cher can be swapped. Yes. I do think so. I don't know if Cher could have done the Meet the we Fockers. <laughs> Meet the Fockers. Absolutely, she could have done Meet the Fockers. Absolutely. I think Cher could have done the way we were if it wasn't. Well, no, maybe not. No. I don't know. I do think she's a great actress, but I don't know. I we don't need know. to make like a diagram of like Gaga, Cher, Barbara Streisand, because <gasps> I could see Gaga in a Moonstruck remake. Absolutely. That's a, yeah, she's the, she's the ultimate Cher recast. If you're going to recast Cher, it has to be her. Burlesque starring Gaga. <laughs> yeah. Who else is an Italian actress? I have no idea. I literally don't know. I've just Googled Italian, Italian actresses and they don't say anything. Uh, Mia from White Oh Lotus. my gosh. Get Simona Tabasco <laughs> from White Lotus there. She was so cute. She's the cutest. Her little red car- carpet. Look at the golden or oh, at the Emmys. Oh, I didn't Peppa Pig. Um, she, <laughs> yeah, Gaga could do it. Let's talk about who was supposed to be Nicholas Cage. Cage. Now, these more, are odd choices. Anyone more age appropriate? Almost every A-list actor was attached to this movie, from Tom Cruise to Bill Murray. Bill Murray? I couldn't. No, but she did date Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. I wonder, was it around the same time? Maybe. Whoa. Maybe she's like, I got a guy. I think Nicolas Cage is wonderful in this role. Yeah. Because he's so bizarre. He does seem raw and kind of, he does seem wild. He's wild a wolf. wolf. He's a wolf. He does, like, he seems animalistic in a way. And it's like, that's what you, that's the role. Like, I think it works. It does. There are parts where I wonder, I want to know like when it was made, like when parts were filmed, because there were times I, her accent felt a little too new. <laughs> like it just didn't feel fleshed out. I feel like it's one of those movies that they could have filmed in like 30 days or something like. I want more of it. Give me all the, like the, the scenes that were cut. Yeah. Give me 60 hours with this movie. Give yeah. me a Scorsese version of this movie. Unlike Killers of the Flower Moon, I feel like this movie could have been at least a half an hour longer and given us more of everybody. Like, even just finding things. That, like, I honestly wanted more of them talking. Like, I would me love... Me too. Also, like, the montage scene that I always refer back to in uh, Runaway Bride, where, like, you see them falling in love. In this, like, they sleep more. together once, and he's like, I love you. And I just wish there was more of, like like there was a week of them hanging out like i want that week of them and something's got to give walking down the beach and picking up rocks together you know like i needed that exactly and i yeah i would (sighs) have but i take this criticism like by saying i only because i loved it yeah i don't i'm not saying that the movie's not not good i liked it so much that i kind of wish that they just give me found found more ways to 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 prolong it (laughs) yeah Budget wise, what do you think the budget on this movie was? Oh my god, it couldn't have been much. Nineteen million. Fifteen. Yeah. That's... Box office. Hundred and twenty two. Wow, share can't pull. Share can't pull. Pull what? Pull yeah. eat shit. Share can pull. Yeah. Oh my god. Snap out Are of you it. Kidding? They made so much money off of I this know. woman. And they were criticizing her? How they, dare you? They made like a hundred million dollars off of her. How dare you? I hope she I hope her contract said she got some of that money. Imagine she's still living off Moonstruck money. Oh, I'm sure she's still living off mask money. No, I'm just joking. I think she's still living off Do You Believe in Life After Love money. A 
thousand percent. She probably gets fifty dollars a minute just because that song's playing somewhere. In the My world. favorite share album, Heart of Stone, nineteen eighty nine. Just like Jesse James, so good. I love it. Yeah, and share. Uh, today's actually a funny day. Today is not a funny day, but today is the two year anniversary of Meatloaf dying. Oh, that's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's, it ties in because I was listening to his music today because I was like, huh. And he's my favorite, and I've I've loved Meatloaf my whole life. But he had a song, like a hit song with Cher. They did a duet called Dead Ringer for Love. And I love that song. And it made me love Cher even more. And even, I think, in the music video, she's it's during the same time as Turnback Time where she's wearing, like, the leather V onesie. Body. It's very, like, typical Cher, except they're, like, in a roadhouse singing at each other about, I don't know, loving each other. I just... I love that whole era, and like that is an image in my mind of part of my childhood of share too. And R.I.P. Meatloaf, <laughs> man. I thought you were gonna say it's the 20th anniversary of Benefer breaking up for the first time, which it was <gasps> is today. It? Yeah, they're together now. Could you imagine? That's so weird. That's like me saying in 10 years you got back together with your ex-boyfriend. Could happen. No, could <laughs> <not>. <laughs> uh, Taylor Swift song. Oh, I didn't even think of a Taylor Swift song. It's Sparks Fly. Oh, I don't even know that song. I'm not going to lie. Drop everything now. But it's the way he moves like a full-on rainstorm. And I'm a house of cards. You're the kind of reckless that you let side me running. But I'm kind of sure that I won't get far. What about, what's the song where she fucks a guy in her car when she's on her husband? Oh, I don't want to live forever. No, no, not that one. Yeah. No, it's not called that. The one on folklore. What? What did you do? It fucks a guy in a car. Doesn't she? Betty? No. <laughs> oh, illicit affairs? <laughs> no. Betty? Don't they fuck in a car? Did I make I'm that part sure up? They... I always skip that song. I don't like that song. I, I don't think there's not... No, this isn't that illicit. This is more just like, he's a, a little powerhouse and I'm in love. I see sparks fly whenever you smile. Yeah. I don't know enough Taylor Swift songs to... That's okay. I got you. I got you. Who do you resonate with in this movie? Hmm probably olympia dukakis yeah <laughs> just like longing for a stranger to talk to me you're throwing your life down the toilet <laughs> there's a she feels invisible i yeah. feel like is the thing with her yeah but i also love like my favorite thing is always when i'm right about something and when she tells says to him like why do men do this and he goes probably because they're afraid, afraid of, death. of death and she goes that's it and i love that that's she knew and she was just got the most justification for she how she's feeling. She wanted to see if men knew. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, the invisibility of the the housewife is a really. I mean, even you said like, look at she's not old, but you just put gray hair on her, and all of a sudden we're I like know. old woman. I know she's the same age as I. I literally when we're watching it, I go J Lo's that old, right? That's what I was. I saying. think that every time I watch Golden Girls, mm-hmm. Golden Girls starts. At J-Lo's age. Yeah. We don't need a remake of that. Yeah. But. No. But even like last night we were watching, we've been, we're still watching Dawson's Creek. We're on season four. We don't watch it every night, but we're, we're in the good stuff right now in like the, the Joey Pacey time. But on it, the character of Grams, her name, they don't, they never call her by her first name. They call her Grams. When the show starts, she's 57. <gasps> yeah. And she's only she's not that much older than the parents of the kids on the show. And like she could be their parents. Yeah. 
because she's not that much older. Right. But they they literally call her Grams. She has like an, a New World accent. She's always like, Jennifer. Like she has the weirdest. They make and they give her like gray hair. And then when they want her to look hot, because every once in a while she like likes a guy, like an old man in town. She'll wear her hair down and put on blush. Yeah. And they're like, Grams, you look beautiful like she now she looks like her age wow she and in recent years she played chris noth's mom noth is hard to say noth's mom on uh the good wife oh and she's still kicking she still looks great but in that show they were like grams you're 97 (laughs) she's a 57 year old woman and i don't know why I was thinking to myself, is this some kind of weird, like, autistic tendency I have that I need to know everyone's ages based and, like, in comparison I mean, to everyone's... You need to ground us a little bit. I, I can't help it. Like, watching Dawson's Creek and knowing that uh, Kerr Smith is, like, the guy who plays Jack is, like, 27 or something the whole wow. time. And then Grams is only 30 years older than him. Grams is his mom's age. Yeah. It, I don't know. It just drives me nuts. I'm sorry. That's I, I can't help it. No, that, I that fully movie, understand. I knew everybody's age while I was watching. I fully understand. Struck. The only one who's like in this movie who's getting it on the reg is the aunt. Yeah. She's got him wrapped around her finger. Oh, they were so cute. In so this cute. light, you look 20 years old. That 25, she 25, says. Yeah. That was an adorable moment because I always wonder this. When you're older, mm-hmm. like when I'm 80, am I going to look at Matt and say, and see him as a young man? Yeah. Or am I going to see him as an old man? I, who are we kidding? He'll probably be better looking at 80. Yeah, he'll get better looking, unfortunately. So unfair. No. Well, I, you know as, what I mean? As someone who's married for 10 years, I, I look at my husband and go, remember when you had hair? <laughs> <laughs> remember remember when you had that nice hair his hair was nice what what hair he's <laughs> got a nice little beard i don't think oh that's the man i married i go where's the hair of the man i married catfished yeah really did so did i oh my god this is what he got oh i was leaving the house today to come here <laughs> and matt said nice outfit <laughs> I don't want to be like, I'm sorry, I'm just dirty from taking care of your son. When I when I met Jeff, I had a blunt bob with bangs, like blunt bangs, jet black, a skirt with skulls on it that was like a mini skirt, and I always wore a top that like showed my boobs, and now he's just married to like a little gremlin. Yeah, you were in sales then. <laughs> he comes home and he's just a miserable old woman in his house who's like, feed me. <laughs> I don't even think I could. I would want to dress like that if I could, like, now. No. No. Seems so uncomfortable. I saw a girl putting on an outfit on TikTok, and she's like, I have to put on tights. And I went, I'm out. You still love a tight. I used to only wear tights. I loved a tight. Now you you, I don't like even a own a tight anymore, because skirts are for the summertime. Skirts are for, like, I haven't shown my knees <laughs> in so long. This morning, out loud in the bath, I started shaving my legs, and out loud I went, why am I shaving these? I know. No one's going to see them. Every time I go on like line to look for a dress, I just go midi maxi. Like I don't need, like don't even show me anything that's above the knee. Like, midi maxi. I'm the exact same way. Oh my God. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to oh, Loretta yeah. Castorini it and like make over my life though. Uh, see, I wanted to go, no, I want to do the be invisible and start wearing a lot of gray and house coats my neck around and, the house. 
that's my dream. <laughs> I just bought a new one because I was actually thinking hoodies. that. Well, now I have a, I have my Udi. Yeah, I love she, my Udi. So good. Okay, let's give a comfort rating. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna give it eight point three. Low. That's too low. Eight point three wooden fingers. That's that too low. I I really liked it. It's just I don't know if I'm gonna like. I don't think it's going to enter into my comfort watch rotation. So I'm going to base it on that. I'll probably watch it again in like six years and be like, oh yeah, this movie's good. But it's, I, I kind of wanted it to be slightly better. Mm. There's movies that are older that sometimes I watch and I'm like, I can't believe how good this is for when it was made. And based on like what we know now about movies, like I feel that way. Like when I watched The Graduate didn't feel that with this one i felt like we could do it better now Mm. i loved it but we could do it better now 8.3 wooden fingers Mm. son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) i wish i could do it the way he did it i don't have a low enough voice i love that he just picked her up oh i love it i'm gonna give it what can i give it i'm gonna give it a 9.3 pinky ring (laughs) i'm going high i like this ring it's it's a good it's, it's it's up there wow i just feel like we've been doing a lot of like niners lately and i just i needed to bring my average back down that's okay you stay down there girl i'm gonna live it up here <laughs> in the nines <laughs> what are we watching next week do we know oh yeah so because olympia dukakis is in moonstruck we are going to do steel magnolias mm. next week another like is it early 90s, late 80s banger? My colors are blush and bashful. This one I've seen maybe one or two times. I don't have a lot of memory of it, but I know every time I've seen it, I've been like, oh, this movie's so good. I'm going to cry so, my eyes out. I'm excited for it. Though I have been thinking about uh, last night, because my favorite game is Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. There is no way to get to my big fat Greek wedding if we do this. I'm sorry. At one point, we're going to have to break this because I do want to watch that movie. Unless like Joey Fatone is in something with... Oh, we could know. What do you mean? What's John Corbett in? Uh, nothing. Literally nothing. I looked it up. Hang on. We <laughs> can get there from Rita Wilson. She's a producer, baby. <laughs> it counts. That doesn't count. I even looked up her, the parents. I was like, no. There's okay. No- well, okay. Then we can go. Eventually, we're going to have to break the cycle because I do want to do my big fat Greek wedding. I just feel a little more summary. Oh, no, we'll get there. I'm just saying that we will never naturally get there if we only do it by... Where are you going to jump from Nia Vardalos? Exactly. There's no way in or out. I think it just has to be... It's a lone wolf. It's a silo. Everyone in it is not in many things. There are a lot of TV shows and stuff, but I don't count TV shows when I do my world of Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon because once you get to Friends, you could get to anywhere, and that doesn't count. Okay. So we've agreed it's Steel Magnolias? It's Steel Magnolias. I just... (laughs) Okay. We can cut this all out. It's again. It's my office. That's fine. We can make a map. I could get I us there. Laying in bed at night, doing the math, being like, "We're never gonna get." Exeno, exeno, exeno. I could get us there. I'll find us a way. Why Don't worry. Everybody want to leave me. I could get us there. Trust me. I'll get us there. I'll lead you. Okay. We'll put a little Windex on it. We'll figure it out. That's right. So next week, Dill Magnolias. Get ready to cry. Get ready. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Rapid girlfriends. Julia's back. Oh, we got Sally Field. Dolly. Yes. Fuck. We can go anywhere with Dolly. 
it's gonna be a great time (laughs) talking to myself (laughs) well that's it for today we hope you enjoyed moonstruck as usual you can find us on instagram and tiktok at comfort watch podcast you can email us comfortwatchpod at gmail.com mm-hmm. uh, you can like leave us a review nice ones yeah leave us a review especially on apple they're kind of harder to get there tell us how you're feeling yeah tell us how you feel good good things good things but still tell us how you feel uh, again a safe space for coziness and uh until next time stay comfy stay cozy Bye-bye. bye bye